You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. <sighs> Tim Hortons, you're good. Are you sure it's Tim Hortons oh. and not the uh, nope. Miralax uh, with Gatorade to Whoa. Nope. get ready for your colonoscopy? No, that's not what it is. <laughs> this is a colonoscopy in a cup right here because that, <laughs> that'll take care of you. That'll take care of you. So, my wife had her first coffee in her life the other day. Oh, my goodness. Yep. How'd yep. she like it? Yep. Well, um, it was pretty much white hot chocolate with a like a eyedropper of coffee in it i think but yeah there you go she said she liked it so her friend shelly made it for her and um it, it was pretty good i i tried it i oh. mean it had a it had a little bit of a coffee taste Ruth but not is going much. over to the dark side she is oh, the dark roast man. she's going over the dark roast <laughs> the dark roast side <laughs> i'm more of a medium roast guy myself <laughs> oh man how are you man doing awesome your health is good as far as i know yeah you look good Got a clean bill of health, so I, uh, I, have, a- I, I have I have had I think uh, five or six relatives on my mom's side that has died with colon cancer. Yeah, yeah. And then my sister just passed away. She did not, of course, have colon cancer, but uh, so uh, I needed to have that procedure, and oh. they said it's very good, very clean. Yeah. So praise yeah. the Lord for that. Yeah, wow. I was thanking the Lord. Yeah, I pray I never have to have that. Um, I, I'm oh, sure. you need to, you got to go through that now that you're 60. Well, you got to start. I do the little home kit. We have the little home kits that we do. And okay. that, that I do that every year. They send those to us here in Canada. We get those. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. So it gives an indicator. Uh, yeah. At least I have that. So not a lot of cancer in, in my family history. Praise the Lord. Well, amen. Um, most of, most of my families died from either old age or I had a couple uncles that uh, died um, from uh, heart heart issues, things like mm. that. So yeah, I had two uncles that didn't really live for the Lord. They drank and smoked, and I think I think they may have had some cancer. I think lung cancer from smoking. But yeah, relatively healthy family. So hopefully keep that way. So good. Yeah, sort of weird. The the nurse you know goes through all this. Uh, you know have you know how, how much alcohol have you had? Yeah. You know. Historically, I said zero, not a drop. And then uh, you know how tobacco use zero, not 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 anything. Any recreational drug use zero, not anything. And you know she's yeah. almost looking like yeah. We don't hear that anymore. No, you know? no, no, not at all. Um, I was uh, at the fire hall the other day, stopped in to see the firemen, and um, man, all they do is talk about drinking. All they yes. do is talk about drinking. Yes, and. Um, it's just sad. It's sad to me uh, that that's that's where they live, and that's and that's part of maybe we can add that into our conversation today. Some of the diversity of our generation, um, 
we are definitely see a change. We're seeing a change. There was a lot of drinking in in our generation. I think, uh, especially you know as younger people, there were some drugs. Um, well, I guess heavy drugs in the seventies. Uh, I, I was at the tail end of that, so I didn't see a lot of it myself. But um, we're in a generation now that leans heavily on alcohol and drugs, and that's that oh, yeah. has changed. That has changed our society for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. As as a Christian, as a pastor, how how do we deal with that? You know, uh, we've got a cultural difference, and now we've got this coming in. I, I when I started pastoring, I felt like people came to church and they had a suitcase full of problems. Today, they come to church and they have like a railroad car full of problems, and a lot of it's drug and alcohol related. Yeah, which which winds up affecting multiple layers of your life and home and family. Uh, as far as these cultural differences, the question uh, that we're trying to answer this week, and it's going to take us three podcasts, of cultural differences or shift with younger generations being more ethnically and racially diverse. So if you're going to talk about uh, the diversity of, of uh, ethnicities, that's one thing. But if you're going to talk about the cultural differences, to me that's that's a complete different set of things of uh, things that you're going to deal with. The way that I can think that they go together is people bringing in some kind of habit or philosophy that is uh, against or in direct opposition with whatever the culture that you're in now. I mean, there's no question that our culture has changed. Um, But as a believer... I wonder how much of that change, certainly it, societally, it, it's terrible, but I think it's just more people are just more uh, outgoing or open about what they personally think. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I see a struggle for a lot of churches trying to connect with this generation because of those things. Because we are so against alcohol and drugs, well, let me let me put a little asterisk on that. Most of our churches are against alcohol use, and I would say all would be against drug use. But um, meeting the needs of those people and trying to connect with those people is a very difficult thing to do for a lot of people. Yes. Um, and, and if we're going to reach this generation, we're going to have to figure out how to do that. So yes, I, I think that's I think that's a cultural problem, and I would say that my kids are probably more accepting of people who are doing or have done those things than our generation may have been. Uh, well, you know, I I don't know accepting, you know, I mean, I certainly have always tried to treat people politely and kindly and to be friendly yeah um i you and i both probably but uh, i have been i don't know maybe about a dozen or or even 15 or so aids patients yeah and i've gone in and talked with them and and talked about the things the lord led two of them to christ and um you know the family one wanted me to do the funeral and the family said no because they felt like um that with all of their homosexual friends that were going to be attending, right. that somehow I would be 
you know, uh, yeah. insulting or demeaning or what, which, you know, which I, I wasn't to the individual. So, you know, certainly why would I do that? You know, just want to give the gospel. But, um, you know, as far as accepting, I, I don't know really the difference. But, but yeah, there we grew up in an era of, hey, boy, cut your hair. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah. Kind of, uh, that kind of uh, culture. Yes. And, and no matter where you are, no matter what's going on, culture winds up seeping into the church. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's been a hard transition for some people um, because yes. we still have older people in our churches that somebody comes in with a tattoo, and immediately there is almost a disdain or a furrowing of the brows, and you know why are they here? What are they doing here? Kind of thing. And that's that's going to have to change. That's that's got to be a change. Well, I think it is changing because they're they're dying away. Yes. You know, the, yeah. the problem is I don't care I don't care where you're at. You could be in Mozambique, you could be in Russia. Culture is going to be integrated into the church. And what what we ought to be doing in our churches is giving the culture of scripture. And no matter where we are, no matter what our situation is, you know, scripture will change the culture within the church and then individuals should be giving out the gospel and uh, changing, hopefully, one soul at a time to the culture of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And so historically in the United States and Canada, we've, been, we've had more of a scriptural basis mm-hmm. in, our, in our culture. And now our culture has eroded away to where that scriptural basis is very weakened or there's so many opinions on what the scripture actually is that that we have so weakened a scriptural position. But you know, there's a lot of people that that would be older than us or maybe our age that that felt like that that United States was a holy nation, and it really never has been. It has been founded as a Christian nation, but not holy just because you've got laws. Laws don't make people holy. And so I think there's been a little bit of a conflagration of of combining those two things and and getting our cultural Christianity in our churches, Mm -hmm. which just should be concentrated on scriptural culture in our churches yeah yeah i agree i agree do you think the generational difference in our churches is beginning to meld closer together do you see that what do you mean well the older and younger generation i know for for the last few years i mean there have been there have been a lot of churches that have struggled through some change but you know with a younger generation now taking leadership and an older generation wanting to hold on to you know the older hymns you know a strong stance on the king james um you know some of the same program they've not wanted to change any of that and some and i'm not saying i want to change but i'm just saying that's that's some of the issues that they deal with and i see in a lot of churches some of that some of that working together now and churches working through that 
Yeah, I, you've probably seen more than I have. I've seen mainly Ohio, and right. you've been, you know, all yeah. around. Right. Um, what I see is churches where the the greatest majority of the people are biblically involved and pastors who are spirit-led I can see a unity there. Right. And right. they're working at it. Right. They're, they're working on, and I hate to even say it this way, you know, inclusion. Um, you know, they're, they're working on that, and I think that they're addressing that. I, but I think that they're—I I think this may be an aspect where churches are being revealed for what they are, mm-hmm. cold-hearted and carnal, mm-hmm. or pastors— the same way, being yeah, cold-hearted yeah. and carnal, and this is just an uh, an opportunity to make that evidenced, you know, mm. a manifestation wow. of a church or pastor, and maybe sometimes both, that that uh, they're not they're not what they should be, right. and bless God, we're not changing. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, and I think that. It's been it's been a um, an eye opener for a lot of people for sure. But I think preachers are are realizing that if I don't if I don't address and try to work through this, I, I am I'm gonna I'm gonna lose a large portion of my church if they haven't already. And there is a way to do this and still be very biblical and still hold to what we believe, and without changing the whole face of the church. It takes time, and it takes a lot of communication, and it takes some compromise on both older and younger generation. And I am seeing some churches that are doing that and doing it well, and um, I'm glad for that. I'm glad for that because I think a lot of our younger generation jumped ship for a while and went to more contemporary churches because they thought the music was better or whatever, and I'm seeing a, a, a lot of those coming back because they want the solid preaching and they want the solid teaching, and they've realized that you know the, the light show doesn't do it when you're when you're hurting, doesn't do it when you know you're really in trouble. So I'm seeing a lot of those come back, and they're coming back. I think with the right attitude, realizing I I don't need to change everything. I I I I want to make what we've got better. I think is the attitude. I like that. I like that. And I yeah, think when good. you say compromise, we're not talking no. about compromising no. doctrine. No, no, we're not absolutely com- not talking about compromise. I don't think of compromising standards. I don't think nope. of uh, compromising, uh, uh, you know, positions. Right. But there has to be a growing. There has to be, a, a, not that we adapt to the culture. That that is so wrong for churches to adapt to the culture mm-hmm. but we, we need to be effective to uh, to bring in more younger people who can can still be grounded in the things that there are newer things and fresher things that we can do and use that won't necessarily compromise any of those positions right. or doctrines right right absolutely yeah for sure. And then you bring into that, you know, that mix. Now we're talking about the diversity of other cultures coming in. And we've got 
people from other nations coming to our churches who are trying to acclimate in as well. Are we doing a good job at helping those people understand why we do what we do and the importance of those things? And I think as a church, yeah. I think churches are beginning to understand that, you know, what what we do is not universal sometimes. And people don't understand why we do what we do. And I see a lot a lot of churches that are doing more um, discipleship programs. They're doing more uh, group studies, uh, that kind of stuff, small groups, if you want to call it that. They're doing those things to help acclimate people into the church. And I think those are good things. I think it gives people an opportunity to ask more questions where in past we maybe didn't have those opportunities to ask those kind of questions. So I think those have been good things as well for churches to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, we are, we ought to be trying to find those that are that are away from the Lord, those that don't know the Lord, and bring them to Christ. And and ideally, the Scripture and Jesus Christ gives us such common ground that we become our own culture if we can say it that way, Mm -hmm. that each church would have their own culture and identity in Christ and through the scriptures. Uh, You know, our church is very ethnically diverse. Yes. And uh, uh, we worked really hard at trying to make sure everybody feels very welcome and it isn't one group feels welcome over another group. And uh, we've got quite a few uh, Indian people and uh, it they do not just go welcome new indian people right they'll welcome everyone you know so we have we've got as far as i know i mean we have every different ethnicity who welcomes every other ethnicity to church right and that's the really the way that it should be i Mm -hmm. uh there are some things that people deal with you know i i know some in the indian culture have asked me they they are just abhorred that uh you know christians would go trick-or-treat or or give out candy for halloween or something like that you know right because in their nation in their culture Mm -hmm. you know you don't you don't do that at all right um and and so whenever you get different cultures in that there are going to be some things that are rather unique and so but we haven't really done anything like that since i've been there at the church but uh you know, so there are some things that people are going to find culturally offensive, right. and sometimes they've got a biblical background, and sometimes they don't. But uh, you know, getting getting all of those people groups together, I think, really comes back to how are we going to implement teach and implement scripture. Right, right. I, I want to talk about on Friday. I, I've been in churches where. The, you know, there is a people group that cling together and don't always welcome. And sometimes oh, yes. that's a problem. So maybe we'll talk about that on Friday. Yes. So, yeah. And uh, and then we'll get to where our young people are yeah. in their diversity yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, in their in their cultural acceptance. Yes, that's good. That's How what do we'll we do. get there? Sounds good. Well, that's uh, Wednesday. And, uh, man, we're so glad you're with us. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to having you back on Friday. I'm Al Stone, and um, I'm not going to do any tests. I'm not going to do any anything to um, uh, 
protect this body of mine. It is solid steel. And ignorance um, is bliss. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably keel over tomorrow. <laughs> so as long as I keep drinking Tim Hortons, I mean, hey, what could what could hurt this body? There you go. There you go. I'm Al Stone. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate your feedback, good or bad. Uh, If you could please give us a rating, and please write a review. I know we say it all the time, but there's many listeners out there Mm -hmm. that have not done it. And if you just did did it very quickly, just take a couple of seconds, really, uh, to give us another rating. It helps us to be a little bit uh, higher on the uh, recognition list. And so that's what that really does. And make sure that you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. If you don't give 10 subscriptions, if we don't get 10 subscriptions by Friday, then something's going to happen. I don't want to say it, but I'm, I'm putting my foot down. I'm not messing around. Ten subscriptions or else. Or else. Else don't get colonoscopy. <laughs> what are you drinking? What are you drinking? <laughs> Is that sparkling water? Is that sparkling? <laughs> oh, I can't take it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yikes. <laughs> I'm going to write them right now. <laughs> I'm sending in 20. <laughs> this is Tim Talks. Have a great day. We'll be back on Friday. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com. <laughs>